Hello, best friends! My name is Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. Ninja 73 and welcome to episode 3 of Best Friends Talk Funny, a one-on-one, kind-of-funny vids community podcast where we get to know best friends better. Uh, I want to, again, personally thank each and every one of you who have listened, uh, even if it was just for a little bit and maybe it wasn't your thing, that's totally fine. But the fact that you clicked on it and you took a chance uh, means a lot to me. Um, this episode is going to be another great one. Um, this one's all about uh, a f- good friend of mine, uh, Devin Alexander White. Um, who does not have a Twitter. We will get into that, I think. Um, if he does have a Twitter, he's hiding it from us, and I don't appreciate that, Devin. Um, he is the creator of the Kind of Wrestling subgroup on Facebook, um, and a big reason why uh, I am so involved in both the Facebook group on Twitter and just Kind of Funny in general. Um, so I hope... That you are excited for episode three. Um, again, if you want to be on the show, reach out to me and we'll make things happen. And without further ado, let's get to know a best friend. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. Devin, my Canadian friend. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Uh, <laughs> the first first international guest. Well, I'm quite quite honored. Quite honored. Uh, you know, from from the far far land of Canada, so so far away from you. I actually think I'm closer to you than uh, than Zyger is. So very true. Yeah, because you're from where in Canada? I'm on the east coast. Um, okay. Yeah, so Cape Breton. It's a uh, in Nova Scotia, one of the Canadian provinces. Um, where I'm at now, I'm currently in New Brunswick doing school. I'm probably about three and a half hours away from the border, uh, right there in Maine. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty east coast of uh, Canada. Yeah. Probably as, as east coast as you can get. Well, yeah, unless you're going over to Newfoundland, you know, that's like its own little island far, far east, but um, yeah. actually it's not, it's not too little, it's actually quite big, but... I'm actually fascinated with how big of a country Canada is, like, in general. Yeah, yeah, it's quite quite big. But see, the thing is, is everybody's so, you know, centralized towards the bottom portion mm-hmm. that, you know, there's there's nothing in, in the northern portion except silly people. Yeah, I was about to say, do people actually live all the way up there? Uh, yeah, there is. There's a lot of work up there, actually, a lot of oil fields and stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. So, you know, and there there is, you know, a decent population, but... I'd say it's it's significantly less than what's down towards, you know, the southern part. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what kind of things are you uh, you doing lately? How's Me? school going? 
Oh man, school's you know it's school school. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm getting towards the end of my program. I have a four month work placement coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been doing the the video game programming course here. Um, I enjoy it. The thing is, is it's it's very broad. You know, that's it's such a huge huge uh, workload to take on, and it encompasses a lot. Um, you know, but on the flip side is I am learning a lot of new things and. Uh, am developing, you know, a habit of, of getting into it, and it's becoming a hobby. So, you know, I'm hoping to make the best of it. Uh, for uh, the video game side of things, are you do going into, like, the coding side, the, the visual aspect of it? Well, my program primarily consisted of uh, the programming stuff. Uh, okay. we, use, we use a lot of engines and stuff like that. I'm not completely settled uh, on, you know, pursuing the programming aspect uh, completely. Because uh, there was other things that were touched on, you know, animation and and art and stuff like that. Um, but primarily, it's it's programming is the course I'm in. Okay, and is that something you always wanted to do when you were younger? No, no. Um, it's one of the things that actually happened because of uh, the community and kind of funny. Um, I never really envisioned you know, going forward and doing that, especially on the East coast of Canada, you know, there, there are some hotbeds in Canada as far as the industry is concerned, you know, Montreal, Vancouver, those are two big ones. Um, you know, and I don't really have any interest in uprooting my life and, and living there. Um, so it was always kind of something that I never really considered. Um, but after, you know, doing some research and, you know, the, the community, uh, you know, Probably, I'd say, two years ago, there was a shift uh, in, in my mindset uh, when it comes to the community. And, you know, I, I decided to, to pursue it because, you know, it's, why not? Why not, right? Yeah. It's the only thing that really interested me. And, you know, like they say, you know, you have to enjoy the work you do. So that's, Absolutely. you know, that's something that kind of stuck with me. And I, I pursued uh, this route of, uh, mm-hmm. of education. Now you said there there was a uh, there was a shift a couple of years ago. Uh, what was that shift that made you change minds? Well, um, it's one of the things you know, like the community is uh, built on positivity, and mm-hmm. that's hard. You know, we we, yeah. we 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 say you know you know to always see the good in things and you know to be positive and and better and kind to each other. But that's a lot easier said than done. And I feel like that part of it isn't really talked about too, too much. Um, especially, you know, everybody has an opinion and everybody can voice that opinion. Um, so for me, I was two, about two and a half years ago, I was coming towards the end of my stint. I actually worked in the uh, the oil fields up north that we, we talked oh, about okay. earlier. Yeah, I was there for about two years. Um, wasn't doing great work. But I was getting paid well. So what it was... I'm sure it was probably really hard work too, right? Well, I mean, I was fortunate. I was uh, inside. I I basically fed everyone that was actually doing the hard work. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I had a pretty easy... But, you know, still, you're you're out there. You're 21 days straight out there in the middle of the woods. There's not really... You can't go anywhere. There's, you know, limited internet. Um, Mm. There for 21 days straight, 12-hour days... Uh, yeah, and it, it takes a toll. And me on the East Coast, right? I um, 
I would go out there, I'd work my 21 days, I'd tr- take one full day to travel back to the East Coast, only really have five days off, and then take an- another full day to go back. Um, so doing that for two years took its toll on me, right? Yeah, I can I can totally imagine that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the, the shift came, you know, towards the end of that, um, because if it wasn't for Kind of Funny and the content that they put out... Though that time out there would have been extremely difficult, you know. So a work day for me generally consisted of I would start at eleven o'clock at night and I would finish at eleven o'clock in the morning, and I was the baker's assistant. So what that consisted of was I would have to individually wrap all of their products. Mm. So when you're talking seven hundred men at a camp. And two two cookies per person. That's mm-hmm. fourteen hundred cookies individually wrapped. A in, baker's dozen. Yeah, oh, oh the real baker's <laughs> dozen. The real baker's dozen. You know, and and that's just the cookies, right? So not to get yeah. into a whole thing of that, but it's it's really it's mindless work. You know, yeah. it's just assembly line work. And you know, I kind of got into podcasts. Obviously, um, it it was beyond. It was you know Colin and Greg and then discovering kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. And this was just, they haven't even quit their jobs yet. Um, this was late 2014. So... Yeah, that's about around the same time I started with that. Maybe a little bit earlier, maybe in 2013, but... Yeah, you know, and, and so for me it was, okay, well, these this is going to go a lot quicker now because I'll have, you know, a couple hours of podcasts to listen to between... What IGM was putting up, kind of funny, um, and everything. It was great. And then once they transitioned into quitting at IGN and, and starting their own thing, that every morning when I got off work, I would have a new video to look forward to. You know, they did things a little differently back then. So, you know, every day there was a Let's Play of some sort. I believe I remember Teaching Tuesdays and yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, every day I'd get off work and I'd have a YouTube video to look forward to. So it was much needed. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, when it comes to the shift, it was, I always, you could get behind the, the mantra of the positivity and, and, you know, and being good to each other. Um, but I was also still just a jaded person, right? Like a mm-hmm. little bit of a chip on my shoulder and, and not saying I was an asshole or anything like that, but like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't go out of my way to just leave the nice comment. You know what I mean? And that's that's one thing that they'll always say. You know, that you'll get people that would rather say something shitty mm-hmm. than the ten people that liked it and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So I definitely fell into that camp. Um, so yeah, and, and slowly over time that that started to go away, and I, I would leave you know a, a positive comment. And then it's it's funny how that just then bleeds into your normal life, right? It's crazy. It's yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to tell people. It's like if you put it out there, you it's hard it's hard to uh, describe how great you feel when you you give it to give it out to people. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's one of those things that like, you know, 3 years ago I'd roll my eyes at that, but it's it's the yeah. truth, right? Like it's mm-hmm. and it's changed even my experience at at school um recently, right? Like it is a very difficult up and down course, right? So just 
now being the guy in the room that says, you want to know what, well, let's take these positives from it and, and let's see what we can make out of it. And mm-hmm. that is absolutely because of the community and, and the culture that it, it, you know, that it nourishes and, and tries to grow. Yeah, definitely. And, and speaking of uh, culture and um, what we grew, uh, you, my friends, the reason I, I met you uh, was because you started our little kind of wrestling subgroup on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, wild <laughs> how, how that's grown. It's it's insane. Um, so basically how I met you was, I want to say it was SummerSlam two years ago now? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. At, around that time, you, you created the group. Um, it was after uh, a time where in the kind of funny Facebook group, wrestling was... was like a punching bag for a lot of people. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, and not to say, you know, that it was looked down upon or something like that, but no. we, we were yeah. definitely starting to kind of take over, right? And not, not in a, we're taking over kind of way, ECW, yeah. WCW invasion, you know, but <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, was getting bigger and bigger. It was, there was something there and, you know, we'd, we'd throw up a thread and there'd be, I, I'd look and I'd be like, wow, there's a, there's a lot of activity on there, right? Like, and, you know, you'd look, okay, there's about 25, 30 people in there, and, you know, but we're uh-huh. reaching six, seven hundred, you know, comments on a thread. So I was like, I think there's something there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's kind of what spawned <laughs> the idea of, of, of kind of wrestling. Um, and so, yeah, that, that SummerSlam weekend, I made the, the Facebook group, and I also launched the Prediction League. Yeah, that which is still same going weekend. Still going. Um <laughs> As of recording, we have a, a pay per view tomorrow, Fast Lane, that we we had to send predictions in for. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we've we found a much uh, more efficient way to get yes. it done. Uh, oh my <laughs> god, the beginning stages of that, like when um, the reason we you know started talking, I think you were going to Survivor Series, you were going to be there in person, and you needed somebody to kind of take over for the prediction league for that weekend. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I, I'll take a stab at it. Um, <laughs> Big mistake, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about mistake because, um, like I've, I've told you before, I, I've was kind of, I was I was active, but I was very much like a lurker, wanted to, uh, you know, kind of not be seen. I'll throw my hat in the ring every once in a while. Yeah, but me me offering to do that, I was like, you know what? I, I love what we we have going here. I want to do more because I could tell like it was a lot of work. Um, and because of that, like that's why I'm doing this show. It it's gotten me more involved in the community. That's how I was more involved in the main uh, kind of funny Facebook group, which has got me to a spot where the admins wanted to have me on their team and i'm so entirely i'm so grateful for that and that all starts from when you ha- were going to the show you lucky bastard and you yeah. need someone to help out yeah so well I, you know it's... i thank you for that but no and, and, uh, and i thank you like it yeah. it you know, i if i knew then what i know now right like so you have to understand the the way that we would do this is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, where I was going with it. I got off on a tangent. Let's explain what, what this involved, right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, what I would do would I would post the, the card, and, I, you know, everybody sends in their predictions. Mm-hmm. And, and for anyone that doesn't know what the card is, like if you're not a wrestling fan, every pay-per-view there's a um, 
set number of matches. So it'd be like The Rock versus Stone Cold, blah, blah, blah. And just, there'd be about seven or eight matches. And the card would just be every single match, like, on a poster or something. Yeah, yeah. So we, we would get everybody to send their predictions uh, to me via Facebook. What I would then do is I would open up that message. I would write down in a binder that I actually had all their predictions with their name. And I would send them a thumbs up. So, in the span of two or three days, I would get about 60 to 70 of these things. And I'd have to handwrite them all out. Uh, And then, after the card, I would have to go and put check marks. And then tallies. So, I didn't know what I was doing, right? Like, I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is totally the best way and most efficient way to do this. Looking Um, back, it was very caveman-esque. Very, very. (laughs) And it was only two years ago. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Google Forms was a thing, right? So, but lesson learned. Um, it's a lot easier now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but no. So I'm quite happy with with what it's turned into. Um, I do feel like we kind we have quite a few uh, members that aren't from kind of funny. Yeah. But with that being said, though, is I think we're actually uh, that's that's kind of a good thing, right? Because then we can spread that positivity. Like the thing behind kind of wrestling was okay. Let's take that mindset and that you know that community uh, tightness that that kind of funny has, and let's mm-hmm. transition that into you know the wrestling space, which is extremely toxic, like Absolutely. everything, like everything on the internet. But just turn it up to ten. So having people, just regular wrestling fans, kind of bleed in and see, like, oh, there can be a a, a wrestling spot that's pretty, you know, laid back and chill, and everyone seems to be really nice to each other. Um, and since then, we've grown. I think we're at just about twelve hundred members. Yeah. Um, and not just twelve hundred. I think it's a, it's an active twelve hundred as well. Yes, I think last time we checked, it's probably close to out of those twelve hundred. About 550, 600 people, like, on our big threads would come check it out. Yeah, and, I mean, that's pretty That's pretty good. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Um, and, and since then, you know, uh, the involvement... I know it's doing well because of the the community engagement. Um, that's one thing with with Kind of Funny is is everybody's kind of off doing their, their own thing uh, for a certain group of people, and, and you know, and... So with the the group meetups, for example, uh, in the main group, um, game nights, a bunch of different things going on. Uh, having that then into kind of wrestling, where we have guys that will do elimination polls, which is essentially considered, you know, those uh, vote your least favorite, or I've, I don't yeah. know exactly how they work. I think it's Ryan that's doing those. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Antonio really spearheading the, the WWE 2K. It was 17 and now 18 league we have the prediction league um so there's there's quite a bit also our one of our other admins is doing uh, brackets for the new japan stuff so there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things uh and it's awesome plus every week we have two two nights built in for wrestling yeah and on a pay-per-view week like on the big weekends there's four nights of that week where we have major discussions and it's super active yeah, so I'm uh, I'm quite happy with 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 how it turned out, um, yeah. and especially you know the the future and and what we can do as far as just continuing to grow that that community spirit, right? Yeah, um, and and I know at least for me when we um, 
I forget when it happened uh, exactly, but when Cool Greg shouted us out, like on the morning show. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was that was super awesome. Yeah, so in the early days, we we, <laughs> we Tim Gettys would be so proud. What we would do is <laughs> we we'd go in and you'd leave your tip right to be read online. Mm-hmm. Again, not the completely most original idea because it's done all the time. Yeah. but you know, it's like the. The thing, I think it was a, the first Royal Rumble weekend, actually, so it would have been six months into it, um, is when it was initially brought up on the Kind of Funny morning show. Um, and then since then, yeah, having Cool Greg in the fold, man, like, it's so awesome because uh, he's such a good guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. And, and and to have him, you know, kind of semi-engaged in the community and, and you know, and, and repping it is, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. And, and seeing your sign at SummerSlam last year was just, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, well, this is getting ridiculous, right? Like, yeah. I, but it's, it's also, it's just a testament to, to how awesome kind of funny is and how it's just mm-hmm. bleeding into everything. Absolutely. So funny story about that sign, which I don't think I've told anybody. Uh, so the, the night before was NXT takeover in Brooklyn where yeah. we had, um, I hosted a meetup in Brooklyn. Cool Greg and Kevin were already coming out for the shows because they were doing uh, 2K stuff. I was so incredibly jealous. So I know. incredibly jealous. I was, I was so happy that we got a good turnout, and uh, we packed that place. It was such a cool bar, too. Yeah. Uh, I, and it was like a 10, 15-minute walk to the Barclays Center. That's awesome. Um, so it was super close, and it was a great time, but... The next day was SummerSlam, and um, it's like about an hour, ten minute uh, train ride from my train station to Barclays Center. So that Sunday, I woke up, and I was like, oh, I got time. I got plenty of time before I head in. Uh, and then I had the thought in my head, like, ooh, I should make a sign, because I'm pretty sure I'm <laughs> yes, close enough. Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm close enough to be seen on TV. And so I look at the time, I was like, oh shit, I, there's like four hours until the show. I want to get there early so I don't miss a thing. Let me leave now. So I go to the first door, zero poster board of any kind. Selection is slim. <laughs> Selection is slim. <laughs> so I run to Walmart, they have nothing. So then I was like, oh god, I'm going to miss the train, because it's also a 45 minute drive from my town to the train station that I usually take. Okay, yep. So I'm like, oh shit, I should just get on the train, I'll see what they have when I get into Brooklyn. Yep. So I got on the train, get to Brooklyn, I run to the nearest CVS, luckily they had some poster board, so I'm sitting there on the sidewalk on a, on a trash can, and I'm drawing out the signs on a trash can. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just in the middle, the middle of a packed intersection across from Barclays, and um, thank god it wasn't like a super close up of the sign. Because it was so messy. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was I mean, not proud of that, that uh, handwriting. Well, it, it worked It worked out, right? Um, uh-huh. l- luckily, it was it was just good enough to be to be visible on TV. So Yeah. Very yeah. happy they had, like, the blue sign. Yeah. Uh, like, that well, was awesome. Yeah, very, uh, very lucky, right? After yeah. having not very much luck on your side of the town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going since, you know... Obviously, we're huge fans of wrestling. When when I say pro wrestling, Devin, what do you think of? What are some good memories of pro wrestling? Oh, man. Um, it's a loaded question. So, <laughs> when you say pro wrestling, to me, it's uh, 
first thing that comes to mind is my childhood. Yep. Um, that's probably, and and honestly, like like most you know pop culture things that people hold on to, there's definitely some childhood memory there that's kind of latched onto it. You know, people ask me how long I've watched or when I started. I I can't tell them. Like I I don't have an honest answer. I don't remember mm-hmm. a time I didn't. So for me, I when I think pro wrestling, I think being 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, mm-hmm. sitting in front of the TV on a Monday night, uh, not supposed to be up right now, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but watching Monday night raw. Um, so that's, that's immediately what comes to mind when I, when, when I think of pro pro wrestling. Yeah. I remember those days trying to sneak downstairs into the other room to watch wrestling and keep it on super low volume. And it would never work because my volume would no. always get way louder than the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because whatever you turn the TV off on, the volume was set to that. Yeah. So it was like super quickly, oh shit, let me mute it. I, and I remember one time in particular, it was, it was we were finally going to get the reveal of the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, who hit him in the car. Oh, yeah, it, what, it a was, great, great, what a great time. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I remember it being Rikishi and just being really loud and you know, screaming and waking everybody up. And you know, here I am supposed to be in bed because I have to be at you know sixth grade the next day. So yeah, but that was me when uh, uh, Mick Foley won the championship. Yeah, that's that's another big one. That's um, a fellow Long Island boy winning the title. <laughs> that was a big moment. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that's. Uh, for me, that would have been, at that time, I would have been probably seven or eight. Um, so that was the Tuesday replay time for me, you know, right up until that point. Um, I just physically couldn't stay awake that late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what about, uh, what was, who was your favorite wrestler when you were growing up? Um, Triple H. Triple yeah, H, okay. Yeah, Triple H. Um, because my, like, I love the Attitude Era, um, but again, I was 8 through 12, 13, um, so when I think of Triple H, I, I loved him back then, but then once you get into the evolution years, and more my, my teen, my formative years, right, so you're talking 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, uh, yeah. the stuff he did where, when he was on Raw, I was just... He's awesome. He, the modern nature boy. Like he really is. Absolutely. Ric Flair. Um, and I was just, I loved it. I loved every second of it. So Triple H is going to be taken over eventually. And I think it's going to be in such a better place. Not that it isn't in a good place now, but the fact that he was a wrestler when I was growing up and like you said, he's your favorite wrestler. Um, he knows the business and what he's doing with NXT and the developmental leagues is what I'm super excited to see on TV every week. Yeah, I mean he's he's definitely helping the the in ring product, um, you know, and that that is just a result of like you said, you know, being in the ring, um, and so he, he's definitely in a good spot, right? Because I mean he's learning from Vince, mm-hmm. you know, one of the greatest promoters of all time, yeah. and but he also has that wrestling mind and that knowledge of of being in there. So I feel like he's going to do really well. As I've gotten older and just seeing the way that some of these businesses work now, right? It's it's entirely plausible to see a future where WWE is not owned by Vince and the mm-hmm. McMahons. You know, so that's I find 
prospects like that really exciting. Um, yeah. Not you know, again, not that I want to see them lose it or you Absolutely. know, but but you know, you just to me, you think of a, a a major company like can you imagine if Disney got their hands uh, on on WWE? And I know it's such a wild thought, but it's one of those things where I sit there and I go, man. Like, what they did for Star Wars and what they did for Marvel, and I'm not yeah. putting WWE in, you know, like, apples and oranges, different things, but at the end of the day, it's it's a, it's a an entertainment property with a value and, and a huge library. Like, yeah, it's such a, a commodity to have that I, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility to have a big company like that come in and just buy it. Could you imagine if Disney bought out WWE and we got, like, a one of those Selena Gomez Disney kid shows, but it's wrestling based. <laughs> I mean, it's we, we have John Cena, uh, you know, auditioning for Steve from Blue's Clues. So we're, it, yeah. it's a whole new world here in 2018, and, and who knows? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. When, uh, when you were a kid, could you imagine that we would get like our childhood heroes, like The Rock, turn out to be into one of the biggest movie stars in the world? Man, it's so crazy. It's so it's, crazy. Yeah, Because right? you're like, I, I remember when he went, you know, he did the Scorpion King and the Mummy 2 and, and on the rundown. I'm like, okay, you know, it's The Rock. I'm supporting him. You know, he's he's, he's one of us. Um, yeah. I mean, we had movies with, with Hulk Hogan and uh, Roddy Piper. Mr. Right. Nanny. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> love that as a kid. No, no joke. <laughs> But nothing to the caliber of what The Rock is doing. And John Cena, too. Cena's yeah. out, and, and he's, like, really a funny guy in these comedy He films. really, really is. And it's yeah. it's one of those things where, like, I'm... What I portrayed onto The Rock back when he first started doing it, um, I find myself portraying that onto John Cena now, where it's like, he'll he'll get these roles, but they're nothing significant. And But I'm going to support it, you know? Of course, you know, he's good. But, you know... <laughs> If The Rock proved that it's all it's going to take is one or two hit Disney movies, and then right, transition yeah. into an action star, and like mm-hmm. it's, you know, I I think John Cena has too much of a chiseled American Americana look that that doesn't quite scream big box office to me mm-hmm. like The Rock does. But you know, I see what I want selfishly. I want John Cena and The Rock to go at it in a future Fast and Furious movie. Oh, oh man. I, I want them to butt heads so bad. Oh, Kyle. And that could happen, Kyle. That I know that could happen. We, we live in a world where that could actually happen. Because that and... was when they when The Rock came back to wrestling after doing huge movie stars, uh, huge, huge movie roles, excuse me. Um, that was at a point where I stopped watching wrestling. Okay. I, I went away to college and, you know, doing busy college things, trying to stay on top of my grades, playing games instead of doing homework. Uh, wrestling just kind of fell by the wayside. So when I heard that The Rock was coming back and to face John Cena, who's somebody else that I was a huge fan of in high school, it it sparked that interest in me again. And yeah. the fact that there's a small chance that there could be a huge action blockbuster with those two going at it it makes me super excited yeah and i never i'm mind blown i I never actually uh considered that but that that is something that could totally (laughs) totally happen yeah 
And now that Ronda Rousey's in WWE, she can show up too. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. It's so yeah. crazy. It's so crazy that this is where we're at now with, with wrestling. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's a good thing and, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad thing, but it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lovely car wreck. <laughs> it is a lovely car wreck. Yeah. Um, so besides wrestling and you're going, we know you're into games because you're going to a gaming school. Yeah. Um, one of the things I do know about you is that you are a huge Power Rangers fan. Am I, am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge. What about the Power Rangers excites you? Um, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Just Tommy? Just Tommy. Well, that, that's kind of, you know, that, that's what started it, you know, so. I'm in a very similar boat as Tim. I was born in 1990, so Power Rangers on is kind of where my my memories start of that that era, I guess, of cartoons, Saturday morning type thing. Yeah, like um, the earliest geek memory. Yeah, yeah, those are those are the early stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Power Rangers was just it was I couldn't get enough of it. Um, I don't know exactly what it was i mean it was just it was cool you know these costumes were awesome the theme music was awesome um yeah i'm with you like uh i went to catholic school so so when i came home i was all about taking the awful maroon and gray uniform off and i had for christmas one year i got those power rangers gloves that had the button in them that would make the fighting punching sound yep so I would put them on, sit in front of my TV, and I would just binge Power Rangers on VHS until it was dinner time. Yeah, well, and it's it's very similar. Actually, I'd come home from school. Um, I live with my mother and my grandfather and my grandmother. And so early on in my life, my grandfather was a barber. And so he would work till 5 o'clock. Power Rangers came on at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So every day, being the spoiled child that I was, and also, I probably... I'm very fortunate and thankful for my grandfather, but uh, bringing bringing home the child the uh, a bag of ketchup chips and a <laughs> a Pepsi, you know. Now that I'm 27 and doing that, pretty much my young years, right? Yeah. It's probably didn't develop the best habits that I should have. Um, but those are the memories I have: just Humpty Dumpty ketchup chips and a bottle of Pepsi, and just watching the Power Rangers. And, uh, it's one of my earlier memories, um, and it's just stuck with me, um, and getting nephews into it, um, and kind of passing it down and growing up with it, um, it's just something that I've attached myself to and haven't really let go of. Yeah, I've, I'm trying to remember, like, besides the TV show, the Power Rangers movie, the, yep. the... Avenues that, that stands out so much in my mind because uh, I, I believe that might have been the first time I went to the theater with my dad. Like my dad took me, and I remember being so excited. We'd go to McDonald's to get like the toys and the Happy Meals, and just being all about Ivan Ooze and the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, that was uh, it was. So... If you could only be, you know, five or six years old again and to go back and experience that stuff for the first time, it's just, you know, you watch it now and you love it and you have an appreciation for it, but it's just, you know, it's not the same. It's made for kids. (laughs) Yeah. So. I I owe Power Rangers a lot because not only was it my first step into 
like those type of shows, like like you said, the cartoons and Power Rangers action kid type shows. Yeah. But that introduced me to like my first celebrity crush ever in Amy Jo Johnson. Well, uh, let me tell like, you, Kimberly, that's, <laughs> you know, and it's funny, Kimberly, uh, obviously my first crush as well, yeah. um, for, for a lot of people our age. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I remember um, my, my brother was born during this time, mm-hmm. and uh, me being just so upset at my mother because she did not name him Tommy was just, <laughs> I, I mean, because she, she'll bring it up and I just, I laugh because not only was Tommy Power Rangers, mm-hmm. but Tommy was the Rugrats. Yeah. So, like, if I could have back then, I would have changed my name to Tommy. Like, so, I, I'm going to assume whenever you have your first child and it's a boy, it's going to be Tommy. It, that's a very, very safe assumption. <laughs> <laughs> very safe. And if I yeah. can if, if I can ever meet uh, Jason David Frank, you know, he does a lot of cons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For, for me, it's... I got I got to be a little bit better and smarter about this. I I plan a lot of my geek trips, but I never I never seem to plan like a Comic Con or like something yeah. like that. I'm always like, okay, well let's go to Survivor Series. I'm actually coming up to uh, your neck of the woods. I'm coming up to New York in uh, August, August for SummerSlam. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So yeah, so it's it's always wrestling stuff, but I, I definitely need to get smarter because like. Again, it's not like it's that hard to, to track him down and, you know, and get a oh. meet and greet with the guy. He's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I, was, I just never uh, think of it. My first New York Comic Con I went to, I was standing in line waiting to meet Felicia Day. Do you know who Felicia Day is? Yes. That rings she, a bell. She does Geek and Sundry. She was on a bunch of uh, the CW shows. Like, um... Was she uh, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2? No. I don't no? think she was. Okay, okay. Um, but I know her more for her YouTube work. Okay, okay. Other than, I think, she, if I, I, I might be totally wrong, but I think she was in Buffy. Okay. Or one of those CW shows. But I was waiting in line to meet her, um, and there was this huge long line next to me, like, way out past the exit doors. And we're st- I was waiting there in line for a long time, and all of a sudden I hear the ginormous roar of the line next to me. And I see somebody sprinting down the aisle with a, with a phone above his head. Yeah. And he just sprints down the aisle, jumps up on top of the table and stands up, and it was Jason David Frank. And he was, <laughs> he was so hyped to be there, and that for everyone that was waiting for hours in that room, we were all obviously all grumpy, because we were just yeah. standing there not doing anything. He brought that energy up to, like, uh, an 11. He just seems like a really, really good dude. Like Yeah. Uh, every interview I see of him, uh, he's just he's embraced what he was and what he meant to people, and it's it's just awesome. It's yeah. funny seeing the rumors, you know, of, I guess it's probably two years ago now, of my two worlds colliding with that potential MMA match between the Green Ranger and CM Punk in those <laughs> early days when Punk uh-huh. went to MMA. It's I was just like, man, like I don't think my brain would be able to handle what would <laughs> what yeah. is going on. Definitely. Um, now I know, other than Power Rangers, I also know you're a big, uh, hockey fan. Yeah, yeah, and, huge hockey fan. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge, huge Ottawa Senators fan. Now, um, can you sell me on hockey as a whole? Uh, yeah. Because I am not a huge hockey person. Okay, well, football? I like football. You like football? Yeah. Um, it, it's... 
completely different. What I would suggest would be to. They're, they're I, like complete... com- I like how that comparison started. You like football? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, they're, they're completely different. Yeah, they're completely different. Um, you know, what I would suggest would be to to catch a playoff game and, and mm-hmm. one of meaning uh, with, with a fast paced tempo. Uh, hockey, hockey's a great sport. You know, being Canadian, I, I think it's it's a requirement mm-hmm. to like hockey. Um, and curling, right? That's the other one. Curling, but again, cur- curling's not as like mainstream. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so I'm not huge into curling. I honestly probably couldn't even tell you the rules of curling. <laughs> I know there's now, rocks involved. Now someone and... told me that in school, like in gym class, you guys actually do curling, or some schools in Canada do. Uh, I imagine some do. There is okay. like a form of like shuffleboard, I guess, but mm. um, not actual. Like I didn't experience oh, okay. curling in, in <laughs> PE in, in gym class. Because that's my dream. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I have some buddies that do it. And, you know, it's really fun. Uh, mm. But gym class for me was was ball hockey. We we played ball hockey a lot. Um, no, I'm a huge hockey fan. The thing I love about hockey is just uh, is how fast it can be. Um, and there often is uh, is great storylines as well mm-hmm. um, to follow. And it's just it's super athletic, um, and for me, I just I fell in love with it. Um, and being an East Coast kid, your your choices and teams are Toronto and Montreal. Those are the two mm-hmm. main pillars of East Coast kids growing up. Uh, but again, Ottawa came into the league. Sorry, when uh, I was extremely young, and I just mm-hmm. latched onto them. And those that's another team that I haven't let go of. There's a lot of younger fans of hockey that are um, Ottawa Senators fans, but you're not going to find anyone over the age of 30 that's an Ottawa Senators fan. Oh, okay. Was it like yeah. a, a expansion team? Yeah, it was. It was an expansion team in 92. Um, so, and again, not only was it an expansion team, but it's a small market team, and it's right between Toronto and Montreal. Yeah. Two of the biggest Canadian markets. So, like... They had a they have had an uphill battle since the start, um, just gaining fan fans. Sorry, in their own market, let alone in other areas that don't have teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a huge huge fan. It's it's been tough this year mm-hmm. um, because they haven't been doing very well, uh, especially with how close they were last year. And I I know that feeling very well. Uh, and the th- which we'll 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 talk about when we get to the topic, but uh... yeah, and I knew it. I knew it as well that that was the year. I just I could feel it. I, mm-hmm. I when they went to uh, it was the Eastern Conference Final. Um, it was Game Six, and I bought tickets. And I was like, I have class, but I'm just going. So yeah. I was about from where I'm at currently to, to Ottawa is about a 13 hour drive. Wow. So I drove straight up. Uh, I got there about three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, waited until the gates opened. Um, went in. We won to force a game seven, uh, and then drove all the way back right after the game. I drove thirty six hours, or I drove for sorry twenty six hours in like a thirty six hour period. That's dedication. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an experience. Uh, probably one of the best moments of my life. Yeah. Um, 
and then the utter heartbreak that that followed two days later when they lost in double overtime. Um, because I, I knew I knew that they have to do it this year. There there's going to be some setbacks. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so speaking of of um, you know getting hyped over things. Uh, let's go straight into a uh, old GOG topic where we'll discuss it amongst ourselves. That's one of the segments on the show. So, Devin, what topic is it that you want to talk about? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to pull an audible on you. I, I know we had oh. talked earlier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, jeez. I don't know if you're ready for this one. Um, it was the board game topic from episode oh. 35. Okay. Um, so, wait, before yeah. we get into the board game thing, yeah. since I referenced it earlier... What I was going to say was, I know the feeling as a New York Mets fan, when the Mets were in the World Series, uh, being so hyped and excited, and <laughs> my life revolves around the Mets. Not that it already doesn't, but yeah. when they were in the playoffs and they had that huge run into the World Series, uh, if they made it to a Game 7 and I had the money, and it was playing in Kansas City that year, I would have totally driven all the way out to Kansas City. I would have done the same thing. It, it's something about the fandom that will do anything to to experience it live and with other people. Well, and, and not only that, but how difficult it is. Like, you know, people don't realize, yeah. like, how, how crazy is it, you know, a team for me, the Ottawa Center has been around for 26, 27 years now. Mm-hmm. And haven't haven't won the cup, and attaching yourself year after year after year, yeah. and just holding on to hope. And people don't realize the the emotion that gets tacked on every year, every year. And then you you get so close, and you're just it's it's one thing that I just I love about sports because yeah. it's the fandom, like you said, and you you get attached to it, and yeah. it just it just grows and grows that anticipation and when you know you get so close it just it means everything i sobbed uncontrollably when the mets made it to the world series it it was hard leave me alone give me all the tissues i will sit here and cry tears of joy for the, the rest of my life and i hope i get that experience again yeah no, it's uh, and I'm sure you will. Uh, I hope so. Let's let's just hope we we get we get the Mets in the World Series and Ottawa in the Cup Final next year. I'm totally okay with that. Good trade off. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the the topic you're bringing up is board games. What about them? Yeah, so this topic, um, I'm actually in the process. Uh, I have some spare time, and I've been going through and watching some of the old stuff uh, for the first time actually mm-hmm. since I watched originally. And uh, what I first of all, what I loved about some of the earlier stuff. Uh, the shows they did were was the fact that you could tell that they were still just kind of getting to know each other mm-hmm. and 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 feel each other out a bit. Like I know they worked together, and like Colin and Greg obviously had you know great chemistry. But just seeing the dynamic between Nick and Tim and Greg and and Colin all together, mm-hmm. um, it's just it was it was one of my the more endearing things that I loved about it. Uh, and the board games topic kind of stuck out because I remember listening to that when I was out west and um that kind of sparked my love for board games mm-hmm. and uh so since then I've gone on to fall in love with many many board games mm-hmm. and you know I was just kind of wondering what what do you enjoy board games um if you do like what kind yeah um 
and if you do it more of like uh, in a social manner like or family manner like how do you enjoy board games right yeah so uh i love board games it was um much like that topic and also uh will wheaton show on youtube called tabletop i don't know if you've checked that out devin i have yeah uh, I, lo- I love that show I-, I wish more episodes would come out but um i don't really play board games with my family it's just not something that we do uh we're very stubborn people the stevensons so <laughs> i can imagine if we tried to play something together as a family uh very bad arguments would start would start and just not stop chaos ensues yeah but as um i work after school and summer camp i play board games like non-stop and i try to bring the board games in from tabletop actually i try to bring them to camp uh, uh, summer camp and after school to introduce these kids to board games because i feel it's a lost art nowadays it it is and it but it i think it's one of those things that as you get older, I think you come to appreciate them more and more. Yeah. Uh, they made a good point during this GOG topic was there's board games, but then there's also toys that are, are board games. I guess they're games in traditional sense, but like, so Hungry Hungry Hippo. Yeah. You know, when I think board games as a kid, like it's Hungry Hungry Hippo, it's Most Trap, it's Connect Four. Mm-hmm. And while there are games, they're more toys. Mm-hmm. Right, um, which I never really considered it that way, but now it's me for board games. It's Monopoly. They talk about it quite extensively, um, and, and Colin's obsession with the NES version of Monopoly he had, and he would have the AIs face each other yeah. <laughs> and write statistics, mm-hmm. very, very Colin fashion. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was a great it was a great topic, uh, and just listening to them talk about. Uh, about board games, um, yeah. it, it, it definitely yeah, lit see, a spark. Like, Monopoly is a huge one. Something I didn't play when I was little a whole lot. But um, my after-school kids that I help with their homework, they're middle school age. And um, last year, or the year before that, we got them into Monopoly pretty, like, hardcore. And those games get intense amongst the counselors it, and it, the kids. <laughs> it brings out the absolute worst in people. Like, yeah. you have you have airports, and then you have Monopoly. Those are mm-hmm. those are the two things that just bring out the worst in people. Especially myself, I get way too in, into Monopoly. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Especially because then again, I, for me, board games now with my friends and you know uh, my my girlfriend and stuff. It's more of a social thing. So there's always drinking involved. Yeah. Uh, so that just adds fuel to the fire. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we play a lot of Monopoly and uh, a lot of Risk. Now, um, can I ask you, when it comes to Monopoly, what house rules do you play with? Because I'm always, I'm constantly being questioned about the house rules I play during after school. Yeah. Well, generally, what we do is I, I feel like ours are pretty, pretty accurate. Um, and any liberties we do take, we kind of try to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do do the free parking thing. Okay, how much do you uh, put in the middle? Uh, I believe it's 50 to start. Okay. And then any taxes or whatever goes there. Yep, so that's what I do. That's how yeah. I, I usually play. Um, but my coworkers, one of my coworkers in particular, says, no, we're going to put a, we're going to start with 500 in the middle. I go, you're you're insane. I <laughs> don't like man. that at all. And it just so happens, whenever he gets his way and we play that way, 
he always lands on free parking, and he always has an edge on everybody. Yeah, from the get go. Yeah. That's the way life is, right? I mean, yeah. he he fights to get it, and then of course he's the he's the one that lands on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. So we we try to stay consistent with the rules that we do play. Yeah. Um, uh, I was saying earlier, we play a lot of Risk, and I've gotten into card games as well recently. Um, Risk is a good one. I have a good memory at college with Risk. Uh, my sophomore year, I went to school upstate in Sun Oswego, right on uh, Lake Ontario. And okay. Yeah. So we there was a week in February where we got seven to eight feet of snow, like nonstop. So classes were canceled. We were stuck in our dorms. I lived in a suite with five other guys, and we decided on day two of being stuck inside to play Risk. Like, what's the worst that could happen? We got so intense because we couldn't leave and take breaks from each other, and yeah. the game got so heated. That we wanted to rip each other's throats out. Close quarters, your, your snowstorm, and yep. add risk to the mix. Yeah, that. that I, yeah. I don't think I played risk since then. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, we get pretty competitive with risk. Um, yeah. But the, the thing about risk is too, I don't like playing with people that are competitive, but also stubborn and mm-hmm. refuse to lose. I, like for me, for example, I would rather us. Okay, I made a mistake here. I'm losing, losing, losing. I'm not going to be able to win. Yeah. Not not forfeit, but let's let's not take the long road here to to get this victory. Let's hammer out another game, right? Yeah. Don't don't it's, draw it out. No, don't don't draw your death out, right? Like yeah. it's it's killing me here. Like let's just finish this game and start another one. I'm uh, on the, I'm on the opposite side. When I'm playing with kids like in summer camp or something, I will draw that out for as long as possible. Because my girlfriend makes, does the same thing. It like, makes it more fun for them. So, like, I'm I'm playing it up that I'm losing so bad. Like, I get up, I throw my hat against the wall, I, I fake <laughs> cry. And my boss came in last summer, she's like, Kyle, it's a game. You don't have to get so intense about it. I go, I'm not doing it because I'm really upset. I'm doing it so those kids can go home and be so happy that they beat a grown-up in this game. <laughs> And they did it in a way that got him so upset. <laughs> he, he pulls tantrums yeah. when he loses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Making memories, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, no, uh, my, my girlfriend does the same thing, and like, especially Monopoly, right? And you're looking, and you're like, okay, there's literally no way. Mm-hmm. Like, statistically, it's close to impossible for you to come back from this situation. Yeah. But let's just keep rolling dice until until you, uh, you eventually lose. Uh, it drives me crazy. Now, do you have any board games that you played when you were younger that you um, look back today and they don't really hold up as well? All those toys we mentioned. Yep. So, Hungry Hungry Hippo, Connect Four, um, Most Trap. Like they said, Most Trap, Most Trap. Sorry, is the stupidest thing in the world <laughs> that was only sold because of a damn commercial. Yeah. Like the commercial made it look like so much fun. I don't remember if this is accurate or not, but I seem to recall that. Nowhere in the commercial does it tell you you build the damn mouse trap as you play the game. Yeah, it doesn't. They leave that tidbit information out. Mm-hmm. They have it all built and everybody's rolling, having fun, and the mouse trap's doing its thing. They don't tell you that that's the very end of the game. That yeah. you have to go and build it as you go, because I know for me, as soon as I, I think I got it for Christmas or something, and as soon as I realized, that, I was like, I've been lied to, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't like it one bit. That's how I felt with most board games where you open it up and you have to build like these huge things before you can even play. Yeah, the, any anything with some assembly required, you know, it's the the Goosebumps game comes to mind when I was younger. There was Goosebumps. a Goosebumps game and it was like a graveyard and you had to like put all the tombstones in and build this whole backdrop. It took way too long for little old Kyle to build. So by the time it was time to play, I was like, I'm done. Oh, okay, yeah. I think I remember Terror in the Graveyard. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. don't think I've ever actually played that. I was I was huge into the Goosebumps as a kid, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, the one that doesn't really hold up for me that I had a huge amount of fun with when I was younger was Candyland. Candyland. But, but now it's just like, what's the point? <laughs> what is the point of any of this? It's... No, there there are there's a lot of those games where it's just you know like snakes and ladders and stuff. And you're like, oh, I'm having so much fun, but again, you you go back and you play it now. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I mean, simple rules, you move and stuff, rolling dice. That's mm-hmm. fun, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you mentioned card games. What are some of your your card games that you enjoy? Uh, right now we we play. Uh, it's called Epics. Uh, Epic Battle Wizards, I believe it's called. Okay. Uh, Dual Amount Skullfire. There's two of them. There's that and there's an expansion pack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really, really cool card game. Uh, the nice thing about it is you don't have to have all separate decks and things like that. Like It's just you play from the one deck. Everybody draws seven cards. And basically the premise of the game is to put together combinations of spells and knock out everybody that's playing around you. They have a little hit, hit uh, health point counter. I believe that um, was on an episode of Tabletop, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think I remember uh, seeing that one. Yeah, so we, we play that uh, quite a bit. And then also Sentinels in the Multiverse. Okay, what's um, that one about? That one is more, way more in-depth. Uh, that one is really cool. It's basically a rip-off of DC Marvel. Um, so it's a superhero card game. I'm uh, listening. Yeah, <laughs> and so you have Captain America, you have Batman, you have all of them in there, but they're not quite Captain America or Batman. Mm. Um, they're knockoff versions. Yeah. Uh, and what you do is it comes with each player picks a hero to play as, and each hero has their own individual deck. Okay. And it's a co-op game where you then choose a villain and an environment to play this match out in. And it's it's similar the card and like any card game you uh, draw cards and play different combinations with with what you have as far as heroes. Uh, so each player gets a turn, then the environment gets a turn, and then the villain gets a turn. Okay. Um, and the villain obviously having an advantage. Um, so yeah, that's that's one. And they have tons of expansion packs. So that sounds I, cool. It's really really fun. Um, and if I do end up, uh, driving down to New York this, uh, this summer, I will absolutely take it and maybe get something like that going at a meet and greet. Cause that's, That's uh, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other games that I play now at summer camp. Uh, I mean, I talked about it a a little bit on my episode with Zyger, um, a game called Mafia. It's not really a, a, a board game. But there is a card game that's almost like it called Resistance. Okay. Which I, I which I love. Everyone gets a, a character card. There's a certain amount of spies on each in, in each game, depending on how many people play. 
Um, and it's up to the spies to get three fails and the resistance to get three passes. Um, and you kind of have to figure out who's a spy based on who goes in on what team. And... Okay, so that's like that werewolf game. Yes, very yeah, much yeah, like yeah, werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, great card game. Um, again, I found it on Tabletop on the YouTube channel. Um, and then shout out to just like Uno. Yeah, Uno is awesome. Uh, I've had some big battles in Uno. Yeah, especially you know if there is alcohol involved, that, yeah. that always always makes it a lot more fun. Um, you know, Uno. Um, there's there's something to be said about you know just sitting down and interacting as a group just to play a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do get even in video games, you get, you know, an experience of coach co-op or even multiplayer, but just having everyone around a table and interacting and communicating, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a lost art. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but like I said, I, I feel like, I feel like it's coming back a bit more. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. Like maybe I'm just saying it's coming back because I play it. Right. So it has yeah. to be, it has to, it has to be coming back because yeah, why else would I do It's it? becoming a, a more regular part of your daily routine. So of course it's coming of, back. Yeah, of course. But yeah. no, I, well, I, I do notice more adult, like, uh, board game cafe type things where, like, they just have a wide selection of board games and then they just sell booze and stuff like that. Yeah. That'd be awesome if, if one opened up around me. Yeah, it, it, so think of, like, uh, Dave and Buster's, but, like, no board games, or no games, it's just all board games. I'd be totally down. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really, really cool. I would just do, like, kind of funny meetups there. That's, like, where I, we would go. Yeah, and that is probably one of the more ideal locations, is, is stuff like that, because they the just the games that they have in the selection is just unbelievable. You go through and you look, and you're like, wow, I remember that game. I don't know what it's called, but I remember seeing it when I was five, and here it is yeah. on the shelf, right? So there's just ton, there's lots of cool moments like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so thank you, Devin, for bringing the board game topic to the table. Yeah, no, it's no problem. Um, so now we got some questions for you. Oh, I'm yeah, ready. So be prepared. Uh, the first question. Now, before I ask this one, I'm pretty sure you're not on Twitter, correct? Uh, you are correct. You so, are correct. So here's the question from Kaylee Woomer at Quirks of Art. Why don't you have a Twitter? It's a good question. Um, there's just too much. Yeah. For me, there's just there's just way too much. I had it at one point. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's just... Okay, so... I primarily had Twitter for... Wrestling stuff. Just to follow wrestlers and stuff like that. But they're everywhere now. And, like, for me, like... I'm old, so I'm still using Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I hardly ever use Instagram. Uh, Maybe I'll use it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Snapchat, just to communicate with, like, friends and stuff like that. But I... There's just way too much. Yeah. Just way... Way too much, and I, I get the appeal, but nah. All right. Well, for for me, Twitter is like one of my preferred forms of social media. I I personally don't understand Snapchat. I'm very much like the guys when they had Tim try to explain it to them. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it. Well, see, I have a younger brother, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so so he's they're all about the Snapchat, right? So yeah. it's a, it's a young man's game. Um. Next question is, um, these next couple are from actually the kind of wrestling group. Oh, our people. Um, yeah. So first one, they're not like the best questions <laughs> in the world, 
<laughs> but I'll ask him anyway. Uh, from Christian uh, Munoz, do you like wrestling? Oh, um, I, yeah, yep. <laughs> now, here, here's a good dis- uh, uh, point. He doesn't say pro wrestling, so you do like regular wrestling. Oh, um, like no. Kurt Angle wrestle with a broken freaking neck. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can't even watch Foxcatcher, and I like movies. Mm. Wasn't that was a bad movie? People liked it, but that I, was. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. Oh, oh! Spoiler alert. Not that great. <laughs> um, next question comes from Ryan Honorado, uh, the guy who does the elimination polls in the group. Yeah. Um, are you going to fuck up kind of wrestling and make a kind of XFL? That that's the ultimate goal. Um, is is to is to do that? Oh boy, because it's coming back. It is coming. Oh back. no! Oh, he may be onto something. Uh, hopefully, hopefully others have contingency plans in place to kind of take over yeah. and pick up the scraps yeah. that are left when I when I do my ultimate damage. Oh jeez, uh, Logan Michael Corkin says. Um, can he interrupt halfway and give you a stunner? Since we're past halfway, I don't think that happens. No, but, uh, yeah, no. He's I mean, come, come, here, here's what I'll say. If he shows up at SummerSlam mm. in August in New York, I will take a, a Stone Cold stunner from him. Recorded and posted on social media. So, there it is. You show heard up. that, Logan. You, you heard that. Show up to SummerSlam and I, I will let it happen. Uh, next one from the group is from Gerard Gambino. Are you looking for any personal ring boys? Um, no. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, I'm not. Um, but, you know, send me your resume. Uh, sl- slide into those uh, DMs yeah. and we'll see what we can do for you. Try your best. I mean, and that's you all you can do. You swing and you miss, right? You swing and you miss. So now that we got those those silly, ridiculous questions out of the way. Uh, these last two are actually uh, kind of more of a thinker. Uh, the first one is from Andrew Gonzalez. Uh, he is asking you, what is the best wrestling video game to you? Hmm. That's a good question. Let's see, what's the best? Yeah. Um. For me, it, it'd go back for, to like the PlayStation 2 ones. Yeah, those those are the earlier ones. Yeah, the here comes the pain. Ones. Know your role. Yeah, I I think uh, I think shut your mouth and here comes the pain are probably the best because they those two seem to combine the they found the perfect sweet spot where it was you have the arcade style but also have some real elements to it and and like a storytelling a story mode and stuff like that. Um, I did really like uh, No Mercy, um, yeah. even WCW NWO Revenge. Um, hated, hated WCW as a kid. Yeah. But I played that game. Um, well, while they're good games, I don't think they're the best. So, mm-hmm. for me, I'm going to go with Here Comes the Pain. Yeah, that's my vote. Yeah, because the 2K games are trash. Yeah, they're not... It's they're not so what bad. I want from it. The reason why my vote is Here Comes the Pain is because I love what they did with the story. Like, yeah. There's an actual story to it. You're not grinding and doing all these meaningless matches for and someone was, to come up and the story doesn't continue where it was going before. It goes somewhere else. It's so cumbersome now. Like they've, they've gone to the point where it's way, they're trying to make a way, way, way too realistic and like a wrestling sim. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not fun. Like why? So 
before I have a match, I have to go to a loading screen. Okay, then I have to walk up to this producer, yeah. check the match card, another loading screen. After the match, another loading screen. Then before I can even advance to the next week, I have to run to the guy in the parking lot and say goodbye. It's just so stupid. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. That, uh, just go back to having a writer and write an actual story out. I don't care if it only lasts a year. Like exactly. Game. That's what I want. Because when I play wrestling games, sure, I'll play like established characters that are already in there, like the wrestlers we see on TV and the legends and stuff. But I create myself. I, I, I find that more fun in wrestling games. Yeah, it is. It's That's some of the appeal to it, right? So yeah. having a story mode in there. And like now, they, it's to me, it feels so bare bones now. Because like, you don't even have the option to play like the, the Road to WrestleMania storylines that they had in some of those like late... 2010 mm-hmm. or early 2010 ones right so like those were while those weren't great at least i was doing something right and, and playing uh, a storyline but no it's just i think it needs to take an assassin's creed approach and i think it needs to go away for a year yeah and, be totally and okay come back yeah I, I i think they have to or you know a hey, 2k if you want to hire someone to write the story out i'm available <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do it yeah, and I'm sure it would be ten times better than uh, what... I would hope so. Because I, I don't... There's no real stories at all in this. Not really, really, I don't think. There's, like, an off chance, like, you run into someone... Like, I th- I think when I stopped playing the career mode, um, The Rock, like, texted me on my phone and, <laughs> and, and said something like, Hey, keep fighting the man. Do what you gotta do. I was like, alright, I'm done. It's, <laughs> Enough it's, of this. Yeah. Um, and then our last question comes from uh, Jorge Cruz Alvarez at jcruzalvarez26 on Twitter. Um, he's recently gotten back into wrestling after being away for eight years. Um, he's been catching up with the excellent women's division. But what other matches are a must-watch from when he stopped watching? Must-watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily, when you stop watching, it wasn't that great for a while. Mm-hmm. So... 2011, you're going to want to go back and watch the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view match between CM Punk and John Cena. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best stories and matches in modern WWE history, especially at least this in this decade. Um, the story going into that was just so well done, and then the story that they told in the ring to, to match the story they told outside the ring was just, mm-hmm. it was awesome. That's that's a must watch. Um, if you're not into, if you're not watching takeovers, um, just watch them all. Absolutely. Uh, like stop what you're doing and just watch them all. They're all consistently great. Yeah. If you just uh, want to go to the network and watch every single NXT takeover show, it's probably some of the best wrestling pay per view event type shows that I've ever watched since I was a little kid. Yeah, they're they're just fantastic. Like if they could. If they could take that and just transition that into their main product, they would. It, it'd be a home run. But, Absolutely. Um, I would then, also oh, throw out their um, WrestleMania 30, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, and then the main event. Yeah, huge. That's fantastic. Huge. huge. That that's one where I. Oh, I was I was really bitter, really bitter back then with, with everything <laughs> that was going on in that fake wrestling world. Yeah. And and to see that happen was. They almost lost me. <laughs> Thank goodness they did the right thing. Well, what I consider to be right. Yeah. 
Um, I would also... Uh, the CM Punk title reign, when he uh, when he won and then he left the company, in kayfabe terms. Yeah. And then he came back and John Cena was champion and CM Punk was the original champion and they butted heads. That, yeah. And... That whole feud is fantastic. Yeah, that and that was the continuation of that Money in the Bank uh, yeah. match he, when he left, yeah. and that 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 was very well done. Um, in typical fashion, it wasn't executed mm-hmm. perfectly, but the matches were great. And then that that rain that he went on when he beat Del Rio, uh, everything that he did there was just. I was there in person for that. Oh really? I Th- was... That was in New York. Yep, that was Survivor yeah. Series, Madison Square Garden, yeah. when that epic title reign began. That, that must have been the last the last show they've done at the Garden. It's one of the last ones, and it makes me sad. Because the Garden yeah. is a special place. Yeah, because TL, I think TL, TLC, um, what year did the Shield debut? That was Barclays Center, and I was there yeah. for that one, too. And that was the, I think that was the first one mm-hmm. uh, at the Barclays Center, and they haven't gone back to MSG. Yeah. But uh, also, Jorge, you're starting off right. The women... Right now, we're killing it. Um, yeah, and if you haven't seen Lita and Trish from Raw, uh, I think it was like 2005, mm-hmm. maybe? I think that's what it was. Uh, they main evented Raw, and that was really good. Where Lita, yeah. you, always see the, the, uh, you always see the highlight of Lita jumping the suicide dive, and mm-hmm. Sasha banksing it at the end where she like breaks her back. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was awesome. And if you go back and you watch the old takeovers, you'll get to see Bailey and Sasha put on like classic matches not even just for the women just in pro wrestling in general yeah those were some very very well told matches yeah um so yeah that's it for questions um yeah Devin I I'm so honored you decided to come on thank you for everything yeah no thanks for having me man uh this is you know it's pretty awesome uh what what it's all turned into and you know and, and going forward uh, it, it makes me happy, uh, to see people in the community kind of, you know, coming outside their comfort zone and doing all this stuff. Like it's, yeah. it's inspiring and it's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, where can they find you since you're not on Twitter? Uh, nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can find them in kind of wrestling on Facebook. In kind of wrestling on Facebook. And even then, if, if, uh, you get me in on a bad day, I'm not even going to look at it. No. <laughs> No, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I am on Instagram at DevDaddyW. Awesome. Um, and, and on the PSN as the well. PSN, yeah. Yeah, PSN as well. DevDaddyW. Um, and since this is kind of like the kind of wrestling episode, um, in a couple weeks we're having the first ever kind of mania. Yeah. And, and if you want to get involved in that, we're um, trying and we're planning to have our own WrestleMania card with our created wrestlers. Yeah, Antonio's putting in the work there, and we, we got some uh, cool ideas, and we're looking to stream that uh, probably, likely, the afternoon of WrestleMania. So, yeah. if, if you're a, a kind of funny, or a, sorry, a, a wrestling fan, and you're in kind of wrestling, uh, WrestleMania's, <laughs> WrestleMania Sunday's going to be a long day for you. Yeah. Because, you know, the pre-show probably starts at noon, mm-hmm. <laughs> it runs until about 12 o'clock at night, but then we're going to tack on three more hours at 9 a.m., <laughs> Coming at you with the WWE 2K18 streamed uh, on Twitch. Yeah, it's going to be a lot, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling going on that weekend. I know uh, some admin members. I think Eric is going to be down actually in Orlando. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I know there are quite a few of the kind of wrestling crew get, uh, that are going down. So, like, I'd love to see them, you know, link up and, and, and post some pictures together and, uh, you know, have us be there in spirit. Yep. And I also just realized that is the weekend of PAX East. So, there, there's a shot that if I'm still in Boston, if I can still make it to PAX East, I might stay and we'll watch WrestleMania together there. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll figure that out on my end. Um, you can follow me at Hootat Ninja seventy three on Twitter on PSN. Um, you can follow this show at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, which is the only place you can watch it right now, until I figure out how to get it on iTunes, you already know the channel name. So please subscribe. Um, open to feedback and critique. So let me have it. Good, bad. I'm a big boy. I want to make this a quality thing, so please let me know. And um, again, Devin, thank you. Hope you have a great rest of your night. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, we we lose an hour tonight, so I'm oh, I'm not God. not quite happy about that. Right, like it's seven a.m. I, I work on the weekends, and seven a.m. comes quick enough. You're now you're gonna take an hour away from me. Oh yeah, no, that's like not who good. who who made these rules anyway? Like who decided that we'll we'll give an hour and we'll take an hour? Like I just I'm not. Not on board with this whole daylight savings time. You know what, Logan? Instead of going after Devin, go stun the guy who wants to do daylight savings time. Yeah, it's his fault. I'm pretty sure. Oh goodness, that was a sign. Uh, no, no, never mind. <laughs> Tangent. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to episode three. Uh, and until next time, be kind to one another. Bye. <laughs>